Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the best of uh, the show this afternoon, the H&J Daily. Thanks for downloading us as always. We were joined in the studio by Chelsea Grimes. She is a uh, Fulham women's footballer. She's also uh, a singer, songwriter, written for a lot of top stars, including Mm. Kylie, as she'll explain. And, uh, yeah, she was lovely, wasn't she? Great. And uh, we also had a chat with the manager of Grimsby Borough at a very eventful journey home from a match. That's right. That. He was on good form. Um, we chatted about a bunch of different stuff, didn't we? Wow, we covered a lot of ground today. And we had the Clips of the Month, uh, which will bring you, and indeed the uh, winner as well. So uh, so here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, of course, International Week. Bit of an absence of sports. So the only sport that went on... Uh, last night in uh, our house was uh, Fly Killing Racket 3, Flies Nil. <laughs> and now, OK, you've told us about this. This is the um, the, the thing that's got an electric charge in it. People yeah. would have seen these, wouldn't they? Looks They're, like a tennis looks racket. Looks like a tennis racket, but quite a small to, one. Well, you have to wield it like a tennis racket. You know, well, no, I've told you this before. The idea is you kind of, it, it's the it's the stun part of it. It's not you. I mean, otherwise, you might as well just use a tennis racket, <laughs> why didn't you? Get a real tennis racket yeah, if you I've want to worked, kill flies like that. Great. I, I cover their exit. I, I, I see that they've alighted. Well, you must have good eyesight. <laughs> well, I, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I wait to see which way they're going to fly off. And I bring the racket. Because if, if you bring it towards it, it feels it and it flies away straight away. Do you ever get so, any top so, spin on it? Well, I, I, or, I, or just... I'd say it was a quite a nice backhand. Was know. it really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I didn't do you have do to a double-handed backhand when you fly killing? Single-handed. I didn't. I didn't need to use the uh, stamping technique either. It was uh, fully stunned. Okay. Can't you just put it on a low setting, just slightly get all so that all <laughs> oh. so they fall over, and then <laughs> well, just then, then just ease them out, just ease them out, out the window. Ease them out the window. That would be better. I think. I'll give that a try. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, though. I was trying to get a moth out of my house, and, it was, mm. um, and tried always, and uh, then I lo- lost sight of him. I said it to him, <laughs> and then I found him dead on the floor. I was a bit gutted, really. Mm. I thought I'd felt I'd let him down. I came round with a racket while you weren't yeah, watching. Yeah, probably <laughs> did. I had yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, I, 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 I put notches on the racket now, on the handle. 
Do you really? Well, yeah, do you know, you what, know, like the old style. Like kills, like yeah. some Second World War <laughs> fighter pilot. It's all getting a bit creepy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I don't like the idea well, of that. You know, I'm sorry. Have you seen the film The Fly? They may come back. They might. Help me. <laughs> uh, the first one, not the, not the remake. <laughs> now, uh, yesterday we played a, a game, a new game, and listeners joined in. You, yeah. just, you joined in on it. And it was, it was Are called, We Better Than? Are We Better Than? Are yeah. We Better Than? Uh, and you go through any team in your league, hmm. uh, and if you're better than them, that's, you'll finish higher than them. If you're not, they'll finish above you, and then you can work out exactly where you're going to finish. So we did it. We applied it today. Uh, are we better than uh, various radio presenters to try and work out where we were in the league? Because I can't remember who. Somebody was 400th best. Oh, that's right. We're going to interview somebody who's the 400th best tennis player. Right. And I said, I wouldn't mind being the 400th best radio presenter in the world. Sure, you wouldn't, no. I wouldn't. It'd be a riot, quite yeah. a high rise, I'd It say. would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> well, how have you managed to do this, then, in the short time? So, well, I said to the producer, are we better than Terry Wogan, for example? Well, no, we're clearly Terry not. Wogan. Clearly not. The band's a legend. Yeah. And uh, so I said to him, uh, are we better than Sarah Cox? He went, no. Well, there we are. So at least we know where we stand. Enjoy your time working with Sarah, won't you, John? Fantastic. He's, he's not... In, I mean, honestly, we were talking about the GQ Man of the Year. We're going to talk about David Beckham later yeah. on. And actually, he's got the Editor's Award, but Annie was making the point, not but would he have got the Man of the Year? And we were trying mm. to think, well, if not, David, who, who would who have got it? Who is Man of the and Year? And there was a silence It's not been a good year for men, really. And the producer said, Gary Johnson... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, isn't it? Um, the manager of Torquay, of course. But um, if you're looking for a cover story, the cover they've used is David mm. Beckham in a tuxedo um, uh, on a boat in Venice. I mean, what are you going to use with Gary? I bit mean, of a cliche. Gary's one, not going to sell you many. With respect, he's a lovely man. I mean, he's not going to sell you many copies of GQ, is he, in a tuxedo? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing a disservice. <laughs> yeah, maybe you might. We got a new, we uh, got a new radio show. Area. We got an idea now. I don't know if oh, yeah. uh, we maybe we'll oh, we're doing it few, now. Okay. Yeah, well, we've got we've got an idea for a radio show, haven't we? Yeah, I like the idea of it, on the yeah. uh, on Talksport. You, mm. you think of unlikely pairings mm. sometimes, but we thought if we could get um, Mike Parry. Mm. And uh, legendary German goalkeeper Manuel Neuer together. <laughs> yeah, it would be quite the show. Um, Parry Neuer would be uh, calling it, of, <laughs> of course. course. It would. And uh, <laughs> it'd be all the usual stuff uh, Mike does. You know, <laughs> hi Manuel, how are you? Okay, yeah, good tag, Mike Vigates, and all this other wing mirrors on horses. I oh, yeah, don't idea. start, Manuel. Okay, <laughs> it would be a, it'd be a winner, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, have you got any features? We want to sell this to the management. Let's see if we can get a few quid. Yeah. So, um, if you've got any ideas for our show it's a good title often you know you'll be surprised the amount of shows what happened to you and my cram <laughs> yeah. okay don't talk about so anyway you get the idea um, <laughs> we just do the whole programme yeah, right yeah. So, uh, I'll do you, a cod German any, accent have you got any little exchanges in the in the excellent uh, show new show Parry Neuer <laughs> at talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J what's coming up 100 uh, metres in less than one second it's not possible never be they said that uh, Manuel okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a winner. Yeah. Oh, now um, we're going to be well, talking. Europe, we're going to be talking uh, European football mm. in a few. We got a song, the, the Black Sabbath song, <laughs> "Paranoid." That will be the theme music. Yeah, quite good. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Soft to touch, like you, been sent to heaven. Hard to get. It's true. Don't you forget it. All that you talk about. We'll all let you talk about And there's a 
That's Chelsea Grimes and uh, girls. And Chelsea's joined us in the studio. Mm. And you think, well, it's talk sport. Well, yeah, but she plays for Fulham as well. It's, <laughs> we're saying it's quite the dual career. An amazing <laughs> dual career. How are you doing, Chelsea? I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. I'm not going to lie. This whole double life thing's catching up on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been doing breakfast telly, haven't you? Yeah, I have Piers Morgan for breakfast this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Just not Literally. something that you want every day. But, um, What's he like about women's football? Yeah, I mean, he was. I was with Ian Wright, and he was kind of in a love story with him, so you couldn't oh, go away right. with an X-rays. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we were talking about it. I think he's a fan. Yeah. That's good. So what was the first love? Was it football or music? It was football. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, I kind of just fell into it, if I'm honest. There was no... I grew up with no brothers or sisters, and if I wanted to play out and not do my own work, <laughs> then it was only boys on my street, and they'd, you know, knock on, do you want to play football? I'd go, okay, cool. And then I got better than the boys pretty quickly. Um, didn't even own a pair of football boots my granddad saw at Ian Rush soccer school in the paper wow. and I ended up going down I was the only girl and uh, I got scouted from Liverpool it was the same space that Liverpool ladies trained yeah. I went down a week later and yeah I, I signed there and was there for six years Wow, and then so, you went. You went to Everton as well, didn't I you? I did. I, got, I went to Everton Centre of Excellence and Tramie Centre of Excellence with uh, you know like a lot of the England legends. Like Farrah Williams was there, mm. Izzy Christensen, who's now at Leon, who was at City. Um, and that's why it's so amazing to see now. You know, I was at the World Cup, just gone, and to see all the girls who I've played with at like youth level and come through, we've stuck to it. Yeah, without the money and with and just belief and just because they still enjoyed the game and stuff, it's and just you, amazing. And you were there for the whole month. You were telling I us. was. I travelled the whole of France. I, I went to places I never even knew existed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was it was amazing. And you know, like I said, it was just super emotional, like to to go to an England game because, like I said, I've played from grassroots level when you just see your parents on the sideline and mm. even going to ladies games and there's 100 people there to see 40,000 people in a stadium for a women's game was just incredible and it yeah it, it proved that people want to see it yeah did it was there a moment when you had to make that call between continuing with the football maybe going down the same route and turning pro and stuff or, and all the music yeah because you know I didn't just have a normal 9 to 5 I mm. got into music at like 16, 17 and then it was I'd be going to a studio session and started falling in love with that as well and at the same time you know for maybe a boy at the age of 15, 16 he's on a salary or a wage and as a female back then yeah. there was none of that so other people were getting other jobs and my other job just happened to be I was a musician and I got a record deal at 18 and a publishing deal and I had money and I was like what is this? Yeah. I'm doing mm. something else to love but I'm getting actually paid for it yeah. so you know that kind of I've got to put you know food on the table I went down that route but then four or five years went by and I watched the last Women's World Cup and like I said, to see all the girls who I was playing with playing mm. for England, it just gave me, the, it inspired me to get back into it. So, you know, it's so easy now. You can literally pick up your laptop, go on Google, see where the trials are. I went down to Tottenham, West Ham, uh, Fulham and I ended up signing for Tottenham first. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. I just got straight back into it. But again, this double career thing. It's difficult. Um, Fulham, because they're, um, they're sort of part-time, they're not training as yeah. many nights. Twice a week, three you, times yeah. a week. Right. Yeah, three times a week you're dedicated to. But like I said, they treat you mm. amazing. You mm. train at the men's facilities, the clubs run spectacular. And yeah, you know, you've got 25 new friends again, all women, still all doing all the different jobs. And it's just... 
it's a world that I just can't seem to leave, even though everyone, you know, maybe I'm going on tour or I've got a music video to shoot. I'm, I'm like, I've got a football game on Sunday. <laughs> They're like, please, just don't get injured. But I just can't, I just love the game yeah, so that's much. Really the other thing as well, yeah. isn't it? Of course, I mean, from an insurance point of view, yeah. if they book a massive tour. Yeah, well, uh, I shot a music video in Colombia. Yeah. i done a song with Jonas Blue, who's quite a big DJ. And we shot a music video in Colombia, in Bogota. And the day before I flew out, I pulled pretty much every ligament in my left ankle and I didn't tell anyone I got on the flight got off and my ankle was the size of a golf ball and I was like okay I'm not dancing in this video am I <laughs> so if you watch it carefully I'm very stood still and that's because it's a football injury he don't look good dancing in a knee brace does he <laughs> well I remember years ago Jessie J did uh, Glastonbury didn't she on, on yeah, crutches sat in a throne did. so you look you could get away with it you, you could, could, you could yeah. make the most of it, you could, you could. So, so, it is it more lucrative the music side it's got to be isn't it yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah and yeah. and that's and that's just the thing you know um, mm. everyone's always like you know which is it football music football music but with the level I'm playing right now I still get to obviously play and I still get to be a musician and a songwriter mm. and I've literally got the best of both worlds so I, I wouldn't change it so what happened at 16 then did you sort of start playing the guitar or did you how did, what was your approach to songwriting then? yeah I took GCSE music um, it was kind, It was mm. between history geography or music because I took sport science and PA and I done got A stars in that my right. <laughs> that's the only thing I've ever done very well in and then yeah I just I just took piano up my music teacher was like listen you're really good that you should carry on write a few songs I played every single open mic night in Liverpool mm. that I'd have me and it just kind of went on there more and more people started coming and, and word of mouth got around I got my first deal there yeah do you write on the piano then yeah write on piano on guitar okay yeah. and if you're delivering if you're set taking a song or you think you've got somebody in mind for a song yeah what sort of state is it in when it gets to them? Is it just v- vocal and piano, or do you no. work them up? It can depend. Like the first ever song I wrote for someone was for Kylie Minogue, and that not was bad stuff. Yeah, and I thought, oh, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not- have her in mind when you were writing it? Yeah. So the, a producer I was working with had wrote on a last album, and I was twenty-one, and he was like, "Oh, listen, the Kylie Minogue album's coming out. Do you want to have a go?" And I was like, "How oh, am I going to write for Kylie Minogue? <laughs> like, you know, it was so far like removed." But I wrote this song called Million Miles and it was about me being away from home and they sent it to her and within an hour she replied and was like, I love this song, I want to cut it. And I was just like, whoa. But then for other people, you know, it might just be literally a piano and a vocal and then the producer will work it up. It all depends. Or sometimes you write with the artist. So Once you've got a reputation, I suppose, they they start to come to you and it's slightly different. But but also with with football, you know, I have so many ideas on the pitch. Like it's when you're really not thinking and I feel like I always tell people, you know, I get a lot of messages from young girls, young boys saying, how did you get signed? How did you start? And I always say, you know, this is the way. But if you can have anything else that just takes you away from it, hmm. for your mental health, for yeah. me personally, when I walk on the pitch and I'm playing for 90 minutes and I'm not thinking about, oh, is Britney Spears going to sing that or is Beyonce? Yeah. I'm just thinking about the ball and my teammates and, and the game. It, it just switches me off. And I'm, yeah. I, I restart for the week. And it, yeah, football for me is really actually helped my yeah, music career. You're yeah, an yeah. ambassador, aren't you, for the Women's Super League? And you were telling us that uh, I'm, we're both gobsmacked at this because we knew that Chelsea were... We're, I'm Chelsea East yeah. Spurs. And we knew they were playing each other in the women's game on Sunday. But yeah. it's a sellout. You're it's a sellout. That is incredible. It is a sellout. And, and that's... 
just watched at the bridge we should say yeah at Stamford yeah. Bridge um, you know it's it's just like I said after the World Cup and stuff my biggest worry after seeing it just explode was that as soon as the girls get back home and they start playing club football again that no one's going to really give it a shot again like it's just a flash in the pan and obviously with Barclays now coming on board and giving you know really putting the money where the mouth mm. is and showing that they're really going to push the women's league you know to even see that stat like being a sellout and I'm going to the Man City Man United game at the Etihad on Saturday and there's still tickets left for that I believe but it's again selling like hotcakes so yeah, it's amazing <clears throat> they made the ticket prices kind of quite reasonable yeah, it's I mean, still it's, a kind of very family yeah. friendly setup. Yeah, isn't it? That's you know, it's it. it's trying to open up the doors for, yeah. for, like you said, you know, families take your kids down if you've got nothing to do on a weekend and you support that team, or you don't. I always say you don't really need to support the same team you support. You know, you might really love a women's player who plays for Fulham. Like when I grew up, I loved Rachel Yankee. I supported Liverpool, but in the women's, I actually kind of support a Fulham. Right. So you know, you could be a Liverpool fan, but if you want to go to the Man City game or Man United game this week and be a Man U fan. For the weekend yeah. then you, I think you, you it's a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to get abused for that aren't I <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah you, you know it's such a family friendly thing you go the atmosphere is just different and it's enjoyable and you know you, you, you're still getting to see a high level sport yeah so Fulham when do you get underway when do your game start our game started on Sunday right. um, like I said I've missed a lot of pre-season so I'm back in training tomorrow and Thursday um, we won in the FA Cup 3-1 so. do they cut you any slack the coaches or do they work you hard no no I got a telling off I did get a telling <laughs> off <laughs> but I was in Ibiza on a songwriting camp um, so he, he lets me off there because he actually sees that I'm doing work and in the World Cup I had to Instagram daily to prove that I wasn't partying oh, wow. <laughs> I was actually doing work so yeah I was allowed to do that Brilliant. and you're a Liverpool fan of course I am a massive Liverpool fan mm. yeah you know I was in I was in Madrid for the Champions League final that was yeah, one so of the was best I, sadly. best <laughs> I'm sorry about that mate it was hard lines you should have took your chances what can I say yeah you should have done but it was honestly one of the best days of my life I've, I got to perform at the fan park before it so 50,000 reds and then I went to the game and then after that I performed for the players um, with the trophy for you the should have come to fan park you play for Spurs as well you could have <laughs> done both I'm sorry I'm sorry I was a red that day red all day but yeah going well and musically you've got you say you've got stuff going on you single out is that right yeah I just released a new single called Time to Talk let me get that right Time yeah. to Talk yeah and the music video is coming out on Thursday but yeah it's it's an exciting time but today has been all about yeah being an ambassador for Barclays and, and showing that you know the next generation of young girls I've got a 10 year old sister and you know, she's my blueprint for. She playing. Is she? She's playing. She's just started. I've just um, become their sponsor for their for their team. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's just amazing to see all these young girls now coming through, and hopefully, you know, by twenty twenty four, they want to make it accessible to every girl in school to be yeah. playing football. So if we can do that, then job done. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, uh, we remain low at the lightning seeds when it comes to clips of the month. Well, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've got six for you, mm. and you can um, vote for your favourite this afternoon. We'll have a winner, and we'll play the winner again just before four o'clock. Are we doing Twitter votes semi-final and final? We are, oh, yeah. Marvelous. We're going to have, uh, take it as two semi-finals of three. Is that right? looking at the producer. That's right, yeah. And then and, you can uh, then we'll no, have a final. No Mike Parries, he's off no, with Mike, Manuel Neuer. Well, we, we, yeah, we haven't got, that's right, the new show on TalkSport, uh, Mike Parry and Manuel Neuer, the Bayern Munich. <laughs> 
Nick goalkeeper. It's called Parry Neuer. Uh, we haven't found a slot for it yet in the schedule. Okay, but we're working at it. And he's not in the clips because his acolytes, they gerrymander it. They but do. that's not the reason. It might really, he wasn't. He, we did have a clip, but uh, by standards, you know, as the king of the clips, it didn't quite make oh, well, it. There you go. But we do start with uh, Georgie Bingham on mm. the weekend sports breakfast talking cricket. We'll preview day three of the test. Uh, that's the Ashes, in case you've been living under a rock with Monty Pamasoff. I can see that on Channel 5, can't Great you? Great show, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Coming up. Monty's feeling the pain in his chest with the pure size of the stone. Help me, Georgie, help me. This can't is, breathe. This is Mark Saggers and Ray Houghton's considered take on VAR. Is the ball in or out? It doesn't, totally matter, if it's a, it doesn't matter if it's a millimetre out and That's goal line technology out. you're talking about. That's goal line technology. No, no. It's a matter of fact. Matter of fact. It means no, you're offside no, or you're not. No, Simple. No. Simple. No, Did the ball no, go over no, the line? No, matter of no, fact. No. Anything that's a matter of fact, it's good. No. It's, it's good to have some considered chat, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try that while you're speaking. Yeah. I'll just keep going, no, no, no. no. no that's right. It's good, I, isn't it? can take on Brexit next to the pair of them. That'd be a bit worrying. Um, here's uh, Alan Brazil, who appears to have found a lost law in the FA rulebook. The rules are, I was reading the, uh, this earlier this morning, the rules are, uh, whether it's accidental or not, if it hits your arm, they can, they can chop it off. Simple as that. Wow, that's pit-side <laughs> amputations. It's a little bit severe. That's, that's a bit much, isn't it, Mike Riley? Sam Allardyce now uh, channeling both Arkwright and Corey's Fred Elliott. Yes, I can get that. I can I can get that. But you know, and again, two 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 games in. What what do you think the what do you think the the problems are going to be? Let's say they get the let's say they get their energy up. <laughs> they get. I say they get their energy up. Fetch <laughs> your cloth. Brilliant. Uh, this is uh, Jim White chatting with a listener about the joys of street football. He launches it down the road, Brilliant. I launch it back to him. Brilliant. Because that's the mind of cars, that's all. Yeah, there is nothing better, though, than whacking one off the roof of a car. Well, there we are. There you go. Thank you very much, that. Jim. And finally, yeah. it's Joe Shannon with Everton News. Everton will be without £25 million man Jean-Philippe Gerbamin for at least the next eight weeks. <laughs> and uh, we heard that when it went out live, and it, it did remind us of something. Mm. When uh, he's fit, the Evertonians start singing that. That would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, Gladys yeah. Gladys Street. Oh, Sounds good. So there we are. Did you like Living Under a Rock um, with Monty Panasar from Georgie? Was it uh, Saggers and no, Ray? No, 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 on VAR. Was it Big Allen uh, amputations in the FA uh, rulebook? Was it Sam Allardyce? I say Sam Allardyce, uh, uh, being both Arkwright and Fred Elliott. Was it Jim White talking about the joys of street football in a rather rude way? Mm. Or was it Joe Shen's uh, tribute to Bob Marley? So um, we're going to put these out on Twitter at TSHNJ. That's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And you can go along there and uh, there'll be two semi-finals of three each and then the highest there, of course, will go through the grand final. Then we'll ask you to stick around and vote in the grand final on Twitter. And, uh, and then we'll bring you the winner and indeed play it just before we head to Old Trafford and uh, catch up with Goffey and Adrian with Drive. So just before four o'clock. So 
at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And do go and vote, and we'll bring you the winner a little bit later on. I just thought Manuel Neuer, he wouldn't be happy one of Mike's theories. What's that? Why do you want to make the goals bigger? (laughs) (laughs) Manuel, it's nothing personal. Okay. Yeah, we think this is a winner, this show. We need more ideas for it, regular features. Uh, Parry Neuer, uh, Mike Parry, Manuel Neuer, together at last. They said it would never happen. I I think it's a winner. Yeah. I think it's a winner. So, Optim- optimistic forecast of what Everton are going to do. Yeah, the whole idea, of course, of the uh, sweeper-keeper. <laughs> I mean, you're good, but you're no Jordan Pickford. Okay. <laughs> yeah, He'd be yeah. doing all that, wouldn't he? Would, he would, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good listen. Yeah. I've got some legal news. Do you want some legal news? Okay, go on then. Uh, Judge Pedro has retired. Really? Uh, yeah, I voted yeah. for him. Yeah, lots of honours, but uh, still incredibly annoying. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> oh, I right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Just, is this a Chelsea game? It was a Chelsea, well, Chelsea game, wasn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, he's got an, when you look at what Pedro's won, yeah. it's unbelievable. He's got an incredible career, incredible You're not a fan, saving. I sort of am. He's, he's, he's some some weeks I love him, and uh, some weeks I just think, oh god. I've seen him. I've seen him play games where he's, he's fantastic, and other games where he went, I don't think anybody's ever played worse in the history of football yeah. in this particular match. He's, he's inconsistent, but of course he can reach great heights. Yeah, I do enjoy Dave Kidd's column uh, of a, a Tuesday in the Sun, and he was a very good line from him. I thought. Mm. So I see what you think of this, Andy, on yeah. VAR today. He says VAR was introduced because referees are human and make plenty of errors. It was not meant to be like this, so that we could pretend that uh, barely they barely ever make any mistakes. Mm. I think that's a very good point. And he, he does admit though that he's the chairman of the anti-VAR. Yeah, but I think his point is a good one. It's mm. it's it's there. So that's to... a good program. VAR today. <laughs> <laughs> With Mike Riley and, uh, I don't know, Susanna. This week in Reed. VAR. Well, be honest, that's what every sports channel is at the moment, this week in VAR. We that's are true. Pouring out. We always knew yeah. it was going to be kind of, that was sort of self perpetuate and it would become the topic of conversation. So the idea that we'd have nothing to talk about because of VAR <laughs> no, was, uh, that was, never gonna was nonsense. It's the uh, Fletcher Cadogan derby tonight, uh, in case you Woking versus Torquay. This is Ben Fletcher, of course, here on uh, Talksport mm. Breakfast, uh, reading the, the, uh, the sports news, and uh, our own John Cadogan talking. Charlie thing. Baker, of course. Yeah, yeah that's right. And and um, uh, Woking are flying high. They are top of... Uh, he's, 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 you can't shrug your shoulders, mate. It's their, yeah, it's a it's bit their stru- top of the table. I can't quite understand why they're top of the table compared... Because th- when they both came up last year, Torquay came up automatically. Yeah. And Woking came up through the playoffs. Have they had a Man City-like splurge? Have they, have they spent a lot of money? No, apparently not. They've... The only part-time team. Well, that's something I'd be proud of, isn't it? Yeah. Well done, Woking. That's fantastic. Not really, says the producer. Really. And there's Torquay, <laughs> with all their millions, languishing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> languishing in mid-table well, at the yeah, moment. it's not so, ideal, is it? Really? Okay, so is it, where is it at? Is it, is it, is it Woking? Is it Woking? Oh, yeah, oh, they're oh, off blimey, tonight. They're not. going. You're going to the game, are you? Our producer will be there. Okay, so it doesn't kick off with you and Fletch. It's a windmilling on the stands. <laughs> That's how he's on holiday. He's left the country. Fletch, so he does. Oh, has he? Oh, I see. John wins. So anyway, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll bring you a full report on that. We'll probably end up doing the first hour on it. Uh, tomorrow, if Torquay managed to pull off a, a surprise, Ooh, I found myself it. looking just because of him and Charlie. I find myself looking out for their. Oh, their I do. Results. I've been doing that for about six months. Their yeah. Results. These oh yeah, days. I cut there it out. There was a period when you couldn't be bothered though, and you were quite vocal about no, it. No, no, I, 
Yeah, well, does. only because he, he turned against Chelsea during Cheltenham last year. Oh, that's right. Do you remember? Yeah. He, he turned. Well, no, yeah, not he just turned against. They went we two watching, nil down at Barcelona. I don't and he blame turned him, his chair around to have a conversation with someone else. This was a man who had no faith. To Rupert Bell <laughs> had no faith in Chelsea getting back into that game. So it was I the think physical. His judgment act. was quite accurate. It was though. the physical act of turning a chair away from the TV because there was nothing to see yeah, there. There was nobody coming that back in that game. It was dead. Yeah, and I've never. You were quite angry, weren't you? I was. Well, I was quite angry anyway. Yeah, you are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Now, uh, you've had a big win as a football team and uh, you're heading back and uh, your coach has an accident. It's not roadworthy. So what do you do? Let's find out because it sounds like you are... It's not roadworthy after the accident. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't roadworthy after the accident. (laughs) I think it was all right before. It's like you are the manager. Um, Daniel Barrett is a manager at Grimsby Borough. It happened to him and his team. Uh, Hi, Daniel. Hi there, mate. You all right? Yeah, we're good, thank you. So uh, talk us through it. So you'd had, yeah, you had a big victory, hadn't you? You were heading back. What was the score? 
Um, we uh, won two one. Oh, okay. Um, it was a pretty, uh, pretty poor result to be fair in perspective of performance. Uh, you know, a couple of lads had a bad game. Uh, a win's a win. Um, I've got to give a shout out to my left back because he was absolutely awful, Jama Petronzio. But <laughs> well, thanks he, on uh, he, he thanked me for that one. But yeah, he, he he got an assist and missed from two yards out, put a bit of pressure on us. Nice. But uh, in the end, uh, yeah, two one win. Uh, a few beers on the bus back, and obviously. <laughs> what happened happened. Yeah, so the the coach driver is that, that that thing that sat nav sometimes do, God bless mm. them. They send you down uh, I, I think we've all done it, haven't we? Yeah. You go down the route and you think, hang on, this is a farm track or you can't get a car down here. So yeah. but that's that's bad enough with a car, let alone a coach. Yeah, um to be fair to uh, a chairman, he did tell the driver uh, a couple of times, I don't think you're going the right way and I don't think that's the best place to be going because it was well I think the uh the route was well, nearly as tight as our budget, but it was uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a pretty it was a pretty slim road to go down. But he persisted, and he said uh, it's only about 0.9 miles that way. Um, but obviously, we got stuck about <laughs> 0.5 miles into it. I think it was. Yeah, and you were kind of on this sort of precipice. The coach was had sort of left the road, and you were leaning over this 45 foot ravine. So did oh, you? Quite frightening. Did you channel a bit of uh, Michael Caine in the Italian job? Hang on a minute, lads. I've, I've got a great idea. Are you give him one of those. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, it was more the, the the sound of the lads singing. You're going to get sacked in the morning for the bus driver. <laughs> uh, quite deafening, to be fair. So uh, after after we'd obviously the bus driver's gone up against the wall and we'd heard the crunch and the wheels are spinning and. The, it was a bit of a tilt on the bus. Everybody decided to get off, which I think was the best thing to do. And then, mm. uh, obviously, he, he still persisted in trying to get out, but it was just getting worse and worse. So we, we then made the decision, because it was getting cold where we was, to, uh, and a couple of lads had to layer up with a few bits of extra kit that we'd had not used during the game and mm. whatever else. And we just decided to walk to walk to the nearest town and, well, met the most of uh, met the best of a bad situation, really. So... Because we didn't know what was going to happen uh, in respect of getting picked up and that, so we just said, right, let's get to the boozer and let's let's enjoy ourselves whilst we can. How so, far how far was the walk back? Uh, well, we actually walked back into the town, uh, and it was probably about three miles uh, to start with. But then, obviously, twenty plus people with kits and stuff like that carrying them. Not many pubs could take us in, so we had to walk uh, about another two miles to get to uh, a place called the Rosen Bowl, which they was absolutely fantastic, to be fair to them. And we sat down at a carvery and their hospitality was great, to be fair. Um, so we did about five miles in the end, I think, something like that. Uh, the boys mean? kept themselves amused as they route marched to the nearest pub. Let's have a listen to it. This is what they were up to. I will walk 500 miles and I will walk 500 more to I hope they're better footballers than singers, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I think, I think there was a couple of bears in at that point as well. Oh, okay. So, uh, they tried with the Scottish accents. Accent, yeah, they? there was a few there was a few <laughs> Scottish words in there, weren't there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. So, um, how are the, how the team t- doing this year? You having a good season? Um, yeah, we, we've started off quite well. Um, we're, we're currently top of the league. Um, we've played for one three. Um, obviously, a good win on Saturday uh, puts us into the next round, and thankfully we're at home in that round, so we won't be uh, 
trekking anywhere, trekking anywhere anytime soon. Did you play in? You in? I was going to say, I wonder if you play in Grimsby, unlike Grimsby Town. Yeah, we do. We do oh. play in Grimsby, unlike Grimsby Town. Yeah. Ah. Um, I'm looking at the Picheroo page for your club, um, yeah. and uh, it's basically just a picture of you and uh, and the cherry blossom hair salon. Um, yeah. What's what's going on there? Um, that is a old sponsor, um, but at the moment, it's funnily enough, we are looking for uh, a, a new sponsor for quite a few bits and bobs because obviously at our level things are tight. And, yeah. Uh, Obviously, this for us is great because it's got us quite a lot of publicity and it would have been better for somebody else if we'd have been stood there in their tracks or their, uh, you know, their kit on or whatnot. But but no, um, obviously, the, the level that we're playing at, every little helps. And this has been, as silly as it sounds, beneficial to us, I do think. So well, Maybe you can stage another near coach crash. <laughs> Not, no, don't put yourself in any peril, of course, but... Once you get the sponsor, you can say, oh, can you believe it's happened again? We went down that same road. And uh, next time you can uh, you can get the proclaimers with you and Peter Kay. And, yeah, that would uh, be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> good stuff. Well, it's a good story, Daniel. Good, good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah, it was great for the club, and thank you very much for your time. There we are. Uh, Grimsby mm. Boroughs, uh, Daniel Barrett, the manager there, and uh, the uh, side who had to route march back to the pub. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, I'm very excited, actually, because I've just done a deal with the management here. To, oh, yeah. I'm going to be paid in Pacquiao's. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, that's nice. How does that work? Well, Manny Pacquiao, the world boxing champion and Philippine... Not the plumber. Not the plumber. <laughs> has launched... Hang on, I'll go and get me rods. <laughs> has launched I've got his own... in the van. <laughs> has launched his own cryptocurrency. The PAC tokens will be listed on Singapore's global crypto offering exchange. Uh, Michael Owen has invested. Uh, Sheikh Khalid bin Zayed Al-Nayan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember. can't say that last name. A member of the Abu Dhabi ruling family are also said to be investors. So um, uh, Spurs diver picks us up, says the Solent is not a river. I, I, I thought I said on the banks of the Solent. I didn't, did we say it was a river? Uh, did no. we? Apparently, I don't remember. Do we, Apparently, we, I don't know if we I don't did know. or not, I don't remember. So, uh, it's the Channel of the Sea between the Isle of Wight and the mainland. Yeah. Um, it say, what it well, it was the just a slip of the tongue. Well, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. I don't know if it was you or me who said it. I don't well, remember I saying don't much. Know if it was, I don't think it was a did river. You, or did I say River Solent? Maybe I've got that hopelessly wrong. It doesn't uh, matter anyway. Who cares? It just says the Bramble Bank sandbag on the Solent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna, we're not going to go back and listen again. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, anything else? Oh, yes, Andy. Yeah. Car news. I've, oh, got, yeah. I've got car news uh, for you today because uh, Sergio Romero, yeah. six foot three, the Manchester United goalkeeper. Mm. And I bet you were delighted here. He drives exactly the same car as you. He does. Maybe it's... a slightly newer model. How do well? How do you? Yeah, well, no, but yours is a couple of years old now, five isn't Five years old now. Well, yeah. five years old. So but... I only use it once a week. So I've been thinking of changing it, but there's no point. And, um, yeah, and the thing is, I didn't get it. They made a big fuss about the fact that he's six foot three mm. and the car is quite small. It is a quite a small car, but it's perfect for what getting would it around be like? Town. What would it be like for someone who drives it once a week? What, mm. what would it be like then for, for somebody who's six foot three? No problem at all. He's, he's only nine inches taller than me, which is not, you know, it's not that much. And I've got a friend who's uh, about six foot four. In fact, in taller than uh, Sergio, and uh, I gave him a lift the other day, and he wasn't hitting his head on the ceiling. That's not a story; it really isn't. <laughs> Believe it or not, just big man in small car. It big always, man in always small looks car. Good. Yes, that, that's true. It shows you how nothing's changed, though, because there was a letter today 
Uh, where is it? Uh, here it is. Oh, yeah, from Michael Frost. He said, My enjoyment of football on telly yeah. is spoiled by the inane utterings of certain commentators. Their incessant chatter only serves to distract me from the action. Mm. Uh, Oh, how I miss the late, great Kenneth Wollstoneholm, who knew when to keep his mouth shut, uh, but made knowledgeable comments when required. What have you done for the last 50 years? It's been 50 years yeah. since Kenneth Wollstoneholm was on Match how of the Day. How much hankering can you do for a commentator? <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's a lot of hankering. Uh, although, in the Times Diary this morning, mm. uh, it's 40 years since the ITV strike. I didn't know about that completely, where commercial telly went dark for three months. Yeah. The BBC was surprisingly keen to mark the anniversary, tweeting a clip from points of view in which viewers moaned about the BBC programmes they were being forced to watch. Mm. A man in Chalfont St Giles particularly loathed Match of the Day, yeah. which he said was men kicking hell out of each other one minute and kissing each other the next. <laughs> so nothing changes, It's an interesting it? take on the world of football. Yeah, well, it is, really. Yeah. That's and true. I've, I've completely forgotten there was no commercial telly for three months. I know. Yeah. And I do like these people. There's a lot of people who write to the tabloid newspapers who have, with advice oh, for yeah. famous people. Sure. So Sid Vaughan from Birmingham. Well, I, that's all I turn to for advice. I'm always <laughs> on the phone to Sid. S.T. Vaughan, as he sometimes calls himself. S.T. Vaughan. I still want to do that programme. I look at, where I do a documentary on the people who write. The serial letter writers the to tabloid letter. newspapers. Marie Gosney and Sylvia Monk had a letter published on the same day. That's I, never look, happened. Um, it's got limited appeal, Andy. I don't know. It depends what stories you unearth. <laughs> anyway, Sid wrote to The Sun today. He said, George Best destroyed his own career, as did Gaza, and it seems Wayne Rooney's in danger of pushing the self-destruct button. He has a rock in wife Colleen, but even her loyalty must be wearing thin. Wake up, Wayne! <laughs> I'm sure he will now that that's, you've written that's, that. That's Sid Vaughan. That's S. Was it S. What, Vaughan? S.T. Vaughan. S.T. Vaughan all over. Yeah, very much. So. And where's on transfer deadline day in the football league? Where is mm. Tommy Cooper when you need him? Because I would have <laughs> rung. No, seriously, I would have rung Tommy <laughs> really? because um, uh, I, I would have said uh, Arvin Appier. Of course, Arvin Appier has moved from uh, has moved to Almira from Forest, mm. and they said, "How are you feeling, Arvin?" He said, "Couldn't feel happier." <laughs> I'd rather think that's what Arvin would have uh, said. What happened to, what happened to the so M in your name? That's the first question so I asked. He didn't say that no, didn't. at all. And it is funny. And Arsenal, over the past few years, since they've not been particularly successful, they, their dressing room is just can't wait to come out and say things on either social media or to the press. That it's way ahead of itself. So, Bernd Leno says Arsenal's derby fight back proves they can finish above Tottenham. It doesn't prove anything of the sort, mate. It really doesn't. You know, the first. First off, you were terrible. Second off, you were better. It doesn't prove anything. You, it yeah. depends what you do. If you play like you did in the first half, you won't finish above them. If you play like you did in the second half, you might. You know what I mean? Do you remember the, uh, the, guys, the guys from Green Monkey uh, came in, the uh, cannabis oil firm, and they'd made that oh, yeah. drink. Yeah, they'd made the cannabis oil drink, yeah. uh, the CBD. Um, and uh, it's now for sale at St Andrews, Birmingham it, City. Really? So dance can go along. And have a little glass of cannabis oil. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not going to make. I think not too many of you could make a very interesting <laughs> commentary. commentary. Yeah. It could make for it, but yeah, you can buy them. You buy them at Blues. And uh, today they're talking. It was a very interesting piece in the Times about Ben Stokes and his first ever match for oh. his uh, club side, Cockermouth Cricket Club. Yeah. And 
And basically, this he came in at uh, number seven. Uh, the team were in trouble. And he made his way to 44 not out. I forget he was a 15-year-old playing in men's cricket, playing with conspicuous composure and responsibility, at least until the final ball of the innings, bowled by an experienced off-spinner from around the wicket. He might have been close to securing a precious draw, but Stokes had never made a 50 for the first team before, and he was six runs short. So despite long on and long off being on the boundary and the, bearing in mind the position of the match, he advanced down the pitch driving high, hard and straight. Yeah. Everybody who was present that day um, remembers how they felt when the ball was in the air. I stood up and thought, oh, goodness, what's he done, said Steve Chambers, the captain at the time. Then the ball sailed over the long off, hit the wall, and we couldn't quite believe he'd done it. So wow. basically he hit it for six. So he's not changed. So he could, he could have approach. just blocked it yeah. and drawn the game, but he wanted to get his 50, so he hit it for six. Wow. What a man. Not much of a team man, is he? Is he all that? 08717 <laughs> Um Now, Andrew Shinney uh, scored for uh, yeah, scored for Luton at the weekend. Mm. And uh, it was a good goal. But Where goal, did it come off? Well, the goal I'd rather he scored was the one that uh, I think um, uh, Accrington won with because uh, they levelled in their game off of Colby Bishop's shin pad. <laughs> So, I want to see Andrew Shinny. Shinny in a few, Shinny don't you? Of course, why yeah, not? That's right. That sounds all right to me. His new book, Shinny Recon, I think he's coming in. It's, it's basically a pack of lies about his career. And Joanna Contra is playing in the US Open today, and yeah. we all hope she gets through. It's a big match for her in the quarterfinals. You don't like tennis, Andy. Why do you care whether she gets well, no, through? Or I, not? Like, I like the personalities, I don't like the sport. <laughs> Okay. Um, you know, what channel's um, it on? Should we watch it? Is she playing yet? Yeah, or not? I don't think she'll be on yet. Okay, it's a bit uh, early, isn't it? Th- is it US Open? No, I've got to think it's on Amazon Prime. It's one of oh, those. Okay. You know, oh, okay. So oh, yeah, because I, I was saying, what, the Paul Chowdhury, that apparently mm. one of my tellies is uh, is four years old and it's mm. too old to get uh, Amazon so Prime won't be sports able to watch coverage. Joe Conta today, oh, no, but. No, I'm uh, gutted. She's banned fighting talk from her camp and uh, she's demanded her team cut out negative language. She's a bit zen for me, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, fans will have to put up with her serving up cliches about living in the moment and her process. So it's all this sort of thing. So you, you do think, don't set yourself up. You, you know, just go and win the thing. That, then no one can say anything. You know, when we start doing all this new age stuff, I'm, I'm not convinced. Now, we often talk penalties, don't we, on the show? And we, uh, we've, we, we've talked in the past about the different sort of approaches to penalties and stuff. Mm. Ben Littleton uh, wrote the, 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 the handbook on penalties. as oh, definitive. Yeah. Uh, now, Lyle Taylor of Charlton, uh, he's got his own technique. Um, and he, he's been doing rather well from penalties recently. He's got his hypnotic death stare. Really? Yeah. So what he does, as he runs up to the ball, he scored against uh, Reading the other day in that way. And uh, he sent the keeper the wrong way. He keeps eye contact with the keeper all the time, mm-hmm. looking at the, into the keeper's eyes all the time. It could be quite... Well, he does make the off, point. Couldn't he? Uh, he said, uh, I practice it in training. He said, but eventually I will miss one. And one day I might just kick the floor or even miss the ball. Because well, he's not. he doesn't look at the ball at all. I'll tell you what I'd do if I was playing Charlton. If I was a keeper playing yeah. Charlton in the future, I'd put a pair of Ray-Bans in my, in my kit bag by the goal. And when they, if, they, if Charlton got a penalty... Other sunglasses are available, well, by the way. Of course. <laughs> Only the best for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Bank. Pair of Foster Grants. <laughs> Why not? I, I get me aviators out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the mirror one, so you can't see. So he's looking into so he's, 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 he's looking at he's himself. He's got the reverse death stare. The reverse death stare. I wonder if you are. If, should we get Paul Trevelyan back? Yeah, that's, he's always a good guest. <laughs> what a great idea. Let's, let's get but him on. And him and uh, the goalkeeper brings out a set of Ray Bans. 
as a referee, what do you do? Sunglasses. Well, I mean, a kid can wear sunglasses. I mean, are they allowed to wear sunglasses? Well, I suppose if they're a safety glass. Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> they, but if they are, Ed Goodavid's wore glasses on the pitch. I didn't stop. I'm, I'm coming up with I a way of avoiding... I wasn't angling for a pair of free sunglasses, <laughs> no, though, like you were. I'm, no, I wasn't. Oh, they're yeah. no good to me. What good to me are f- uh, sunglasses? <laughs> they're no good to me. What good to me are sunglasses? <laughs> well, they are, the real thing. I wouldn't be able to see. Only if they had my prescription in them. Oh, yeah, blimey. No, you couldn't, but... Yeah, that's true. Oh, I had a pair once. You I don't wear a... sunglasses. I know it's there. No, I've been a... to many I... sunny climbs with you on I tour. I had a pair made up, and I did look like the late, great Lenny Peters. <laughs> wasn't a, wasn't Lovely a great contemporary look. reference. I kept singing Welcome Home. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Ask your granddad, Who kids. Who the producer? Ask your granddad. Chelsea Grimes would have liked that one. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Just time to bring you the winner of the Eclipse of the Month. 65% Oh, You like the rude stuff, oh, don't you? It's rude, well, man. it's not really rude. Uh, it's Jim White chatting to a listener about the joys of street football. He launches it down the road. Brilliant. I launch it back to him. Brilliant. Because that's to mind the cars, that's all. Yeah, there is nothing better, though, than whacking one off the roof of a car. For goodness sake, grow up the lot of you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow from one. Ramesh Ranganathan, comedian, big Arsenal fan, of course, joins us in the studio. Chat about his new series of his sitcom, uh, The Reluctant Landlords, uh, Tim Vickery, and lots more besides. Don't forget, you can download the Clips of the Week podcast as well, where you downloaded this one from last Friday. Uh, but we will catch up with you soon. To the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.